When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, it's the Williams and Bloom podcast. Obviously, I'm not Chris Williams, but uh, I am Jared Stansbury here with Brent Bloom this week. Chris Williams is down in the Ozarks, Bloom. And in the least shocking news of all time, Iowa State landed a massive commitment this weekend while Chris Williams was on vacation. It was... it doesn't get any better than that. I thought the uh, Williams vacation karma might have ended, you know, a couple of years ago, but no, it lives and it lives strong with perhaps the best high school recruit in several years pumped up about it. It's, it's, it's Milan time. Absolutely. And of course we're going to talk all about Milan mom Selovich, but first I want to tell you about our friends at Mechdyne. You can learn more about them at Mechdyne.com. Maybe you're looking for a change in your life. You're looking for a, a new opportunity to get into to possibly a new field. Go to mechdyne.com, click in that upper right corner, and then you can go to their careers page. And you can go and work with some great people uh, up there in Marshalltown at the Mechdyne Corporation, mechdyne.com. Uh, of course, we mentioned it. Uh, Milan Momsilovich announces that he has committed to Iowa State on Saturday. Uh, I got a chance to talk to him for a little bit and find out some more about that commitment. But Obviously significant for, for Iowa State, just for one, I think, to beat out the other suitors that they did where it's, uh, you know, you've got a Virginia, Michigan State, UCLA, Louisville, and and Minnesota. Uh, I do think it, it was kind of funny to see some of the Badger fans that were responding to things about, <laughs> yeah. about the commitment, uh, noting that he was not offered by Wisconsin and, and they didn't want him. But, I mean, T.J. Otzelberger and, and J.R. Blount's ties in the state of Wisconsin obviously playing massive paying massive dividends right now uh, for the, for the program. Well, and you've seen him, but top 40 kid. And I think rising, I would say. So I, yeah. I think, I mean, you, if you look at the, his tape, his, his, his stuff on YouTube, it is really impressive. And, you know, you don't want to get too out of control, but he's, you've seen him in person stand. So I'll let you, you know, speak to, to his skill level, but to me, you know, six, seven, really a big guard. You know, I, I wouldn't call him. And I think the Niang thing gets thrown around a little bit, because he's he's versatile and he can go in the post a little bit and he, he's he's a skilled guy, but to me he's just a big guard. You know he can he go go in the post, but the three point shot looks really good. He can handle it, so I think he's a guy that comes in right away and is instant production. I mean, his production level in the circuit has been good. His production level in the high school has been good, but he just portends that ability to score at any level. And you know, I, what really struck me, I know I, I'm big into comps and the Yang gets thrown around. Sure. It's natural for Cyclone fans, but I like, uh, remember Adam Morrison. Yeah. You've got, oh, the, yeah. you've got the, you've got the Adam Morrison mustache going right now, which I appreciate. Dude. Yep. Yep. But, but he reminds me a lot of that. You know, he's not, you're going to hear this a little bit. He's not overly athletic. What that means is he's not going to jump 
you know, 11 feet in the air and, and, and do a bunch of alley-oop stuff. But the way he could score everywhere, handle it, create space, I mean, the guy is going to be, I think as a freshman, he's going to be a double-digit scorer. I believe that much in what he can bring to the table. He was a priority for Iowa State. And for him to lock in on this guy early and then get him away from some big schools, including our friends at UCLA, who not only didn't get uh, Milan, but now they have to travel to Wisconsin as well. Uh, self-selection is a beautiful thing, Derek. Oh, man. Uh, man, you ask if I, I remember Adam Morrison. He was uh, – that was like my formative years for basketball. Dude, when he, I, I when he was coming old. up. Yeah. No, and I, I would be interested to know if Milan's ever heard of Adam Morrison uh, mm. now almost 15 years later. But when him and J.J. Redick had the epic scoring battle for the – right. And those guys were averaging like 28 points a game or something like that in yeah. college. I mean, they were, they were unbelievable. But Morrison never made it in the NBA really. I mean, he was the third yeah. overall pick for the for – the- bobcats at the time and then they became the hornets of course but never really made it but i my point is i think milan you know i don't you don't want to make compare but he's got that the build that that niang uh mcdermott doug mcdermott morrison where he's not going to just wow you with athleticism you know that an omaha blue would but he's just going to find ways to score and he's going to score a lot and i think he can be a 35 40 percent three-point shooter as well so a uh, huge get i mean just I- Opens the, opens the floodgates for Iowa State. I think if you want to talk like in the perspective of Iowa State recruiting, I mean, from my in my opinion, there he's the best pure scorer that Iowa State's recruited probably since Linda Wigginton. I would say I, that's that's hundred percent fair. I yep. mean, I I think just yep. a guy that you look at and you you know he just gets buckets, he's, man, and he's it, gonna it, score. It it is really impressive to watch. Because, you know, the teams that they were playing those days when I was that day I was down there in Kansas City, the thing that is so impressive about him is you watch him play against some of these teams that, man, are just freakish athletic teams, you know, where every guy on the floor is, uh, you know, going to go play power five. Everybody out there is is just a dog defensively and they can just get after it, play way above the rim. Uh, One of the teams, the New Jersey Scholars that he played against his first game that day, their big man is a number two center in the country. And as John okay. Calipari was sitting sideline to watch him <laughs> and he guarded Milan a lot of the game and the way that he could get shots off over those guys that were so much bigger and athletic than him. That was what I came away with it from. I'm like, man, this guy, he doesn't always make it look pretty. You know, it's not exactly what I would call the most, uh, yeah, just beautiful way of playing. He's not game. a flashy guy, yeah, right. but he gets to his spots. And when he gets to his spots, you better be way up in his space. Otherwise he's going to knock that thing down, you know, and, yeah, and the, the release is super high too. So it's going to be tough yeah. to guard him, you know, beyond the arc too. And if you try and guard him with a smaller player, then he can post him up and he can shoot over the top of him uh, in the post. And yeah, he is a, like I said, I think he's got as good of tools as what, you know, Lindell did just different positions. And I, I don't know. I think that he could come into Iowa State's program today and be one of the best shooters on the team, honestly. Yeah, that's not a stretch at all. No, he's, right. he, he's, he's again, he's coming in and he's, and who knows what the roster looks like, you know, start, no start, whatever. But he, he's a guy that can get you 10 points a game as a freshman. Guess what Adam Morrison averaged as a freshman? 11.2. So, I mean, there's, there's room to grow. I, I don't like, think I, that – I think if Milan is showing those kinds of tools, he's not going to be staying around until a senior like Adam Morrison no. did the average 27 or whatever. But, yeah. but he's one of those guys where his, his physical tools don't just jump off the page from a pure jumping ability and guarding ability. 
that, you know, sure. I think eventually he he's got the the skill level and the size to make it to the next level, but he's not one of those instant pop, you know, he's going to be, uh, you know, top first round guy next year. Now, maybe he develops in that if he's so productive that you can't ignore it. But, you know, I think it'll be interesting because now that now it goes to Omaha watch, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Omaha Baloo. And I think Iowa State's in a really good position there, but there is potential. And I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I think, uh, Milan is a potential like borderline McDonald's All-American. I would say Omaha is in a little bit better position right now, just based on the hype entering the summer. And you could argue who's a better prospect long-term. We won't get into that right now, but I think Iowa State has a chance. Now, if they get Omaha and I think Iowa State's again, if, 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 if he chooses a school and not the G league, I think Iowa State's in a good position here Then you could have potential two McDonald's All-Americans in the same recruiting class. And that, I mean, Iowa State's had one in its history. And that was Marcus Pfizer. So you're, you're, this is this is super, super impressive stuff by TJ and gang. And uh, exci- just excited to see this come together. And Jelani Hamilton's a pretty good player, too. Now, you got the chance to see him. Didn't play a whole lot when you were down there. But uh, from all accounts, he showed up in Ames for a couple of workouts and was an elite shooter, somebody told me. Man, uh, Jelani needs – I hate to disparage anybody in the AAU basketball uh, world, which, which yeah. we know is obviously such a, uh, a really, I don't know how to put this, uh, really, you know, doing the right thing all the time in AAU, but, uh, no, the, his AAU program must be having some tough times. Uh, it seemed like they just were not very fun to we're watch. on the same page. He did not play very much, which was weird to me too. So it was just, yeah, did not seem like that was a group that was a well-oiled machine. I don't think, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I think that the interesting thing with Milan and, and Omaha, obviously they're kind of, you know, on paper, similar in size, uh, when you just Correct. look at the, the measurables and the intangibles in that sense, but they do things that really complement each other, I think, because, and if this is, if you can add Omaha into the class, um, Milan really needs to make some significant strides defensively and on the sure. glass. And that was, yep. you know, even when I talked to him yesterday, that was one of the things that he brought up to me. That was my biggest takeaway from, you know, if I was going to put a knock on his game, when I left Kansas city, he's not, near what he needs to be as a defender to play for TJ Otzelberger. Like we, and we know this, but if you can get a guy like Omaha who can, uh, I think mask some of those areas of deficiency because Omaha, what, what Milan is on the offensive end, Omaha is that on the defensive end, you know, and he is a great rebounder. He's a great defender. He's a smart defender. So I just think that that will be, not only will the class like look really good on paper, I think the basketball fits of the guys that you've got are going to fit together really well. And that's going to make it a lot easier for them to transition into the, to the college game. I think if you can add Omaha to the class. I totally agree. And, and just, just from a, you know, a 10,000 foot overview, how great is it to kick Wisconsin's ass and recruiting again? And I know, okay. The Badgers didn't recruit, but Marquette there, but again, TJ and JR been getting the job done. I mean, if you think about where Iowa State was, this is crazy. If you think about where Iowa State was literally 16 months ago, you just won two games total. Mm -hmm. And there were some question marks, honestly. I mean, if you look at the message boards, like the fan base about TJ, who who, who is this guy? You know, he didn't have a lot of success at UNLV to where Iowa State is now with a top five recruiting class in year number two, it plus the Sweet 16. I mean – so Williams is talking to Jr. with this week for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. 
and and you know i hope he stays a long time this guy's a rising superstar like he yeah. has yeah. high major head coach written all over him and iowa state is lucky to have him right now because he is uh he's big time yeah and every kid that i talk to brings up just how good of a relationship they have with him everybody on the team has talked about how good their relationship with them is you know i think that he just does a really good job of of building those relationships with people and they're you know obviously incredibly impactful and they're going to need to continue to be because they've got some more kids in, in Wisconsin, especially, uh, you know, uh, Milan's teammate, Nick Janowski, who's a four-star recruit in the next class, uh, going to need to keep those things going because I know they really like him. He's a really good player as well. And it does not shock me at all that they won the state title with those two guys on the same high school <laughs> team. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Well, and if you think about it, Wisconsin's very boring. Like I think, what Iowa State can sell, and again, they didn't score the ball great last year. TJ's intention would be to score the ball more than they did. I think it was yeah. a, a, a designed mechanism last year to maximize the result. But I think Iowa State, relative to Wisconsin's, you know, you, I mean, what, what is Greg Gard? Is Greg Gard really flashy? I mean, is he? No, I mean, he's not. So if Iowa State can be that destination of Wisconsin's, produce a lot of good players, and then Minnesota continues to struggle. I think Ben Johnson's a nice hire for them. He's recruited okay but he did not show any ability in year one of being able to win games. And so if Iowa state again to our friends from UCLA can be the upper Midwest destination, then you're in really good shape. And, and Hey, I know Fran McCaffrey signed up through like 2029 and I'm okay with that because he's, he's not, he's not out recruiting TJ right now. There's no chance. And so unless he locks into like the Murray twins again, which of course he's got no child coming, which he does. <laughs> then uh, man, that's just think, I think Iowa state's in a really good position going forward. You, you really just like went from, I think you tried to make an attack at two different fan bases right there to get them angry at you. You just, you really bring it on yourself. Three or or four. If, if if you include the passive dig at Marquette too. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And it, I I'm sure that if Wisconsin had offered Milan, the Badgers fans would tell you that he would have been honored to come and play for Brad Davidson's 11th straight year of college basketball. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> for sure. No, I liked I liked Milan's quote. I saw it somewhere where uh somebody asked him, What did you think about Iowa State's win over Wisconsin? He goes, He used to say I was pretty happy about it. So well how how was he though? You, you he was a good talk talker, man. He was a good talker. I okay. think I might uh I might try and get him on a podcast. He's gonna be kind of busy this week with Peach Jam. Uh yeah, obviously going on down tournament. all week in uh in Atlanta. But I, I'm gonna try and get uh get a hold of him and see if we can get him. Uh, on a podcast here uh, moving forward over the next couple of weeks. Things are going to get pretty busy here uh, over the next couple of weeks, especially with the road tour coming up in, in two weeks now. But uh, all right. Want to shout out our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Uh, if you're looking for a, a way to get out of the house, maybe your business or your place of work hasn't gone back into the office, a perfect opportunity would do that with our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Of course, they've got their uh, location in downtown Des Moines. There's the East Village Des Moines. Windsor Heights out in uh, Midtown Windsor Heights. And then of course our fa- uh, friends on the Eastern side of the state in Cedar Falls and then up North uh, in Jefferson, where we're going to be for uh, the road tour as well here uh, next month. So we're gonna have to stop by gravitate co-working and check out their space up there and, and see everything they got going on. Cause I'm sure that it'll be hopping with people trying to get out of their house and away from their kids. Man, if I, if I could, if my kids didn't go to daycare, I'd be all over gravitate. Let me tell you. I actually might save money if I kept the kids at home and went to gravitate anyway. 
I was gonna say, which one story. do you think is more expensive, the daycare? Or the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. I would no, I no question. I'm gonna, I, I was gonna say, I'm gonna guarantee it's got a new be parents start saving now. Oh man! All right, let's talk about Big Twelve Media Days a little bit. Me and Chris did a podcast uh, earlier on in the week um, with just kind of recapping Brett Yormark's first day. Uh, but you haven't gotten a sound off on that. What do you think of the new commissioner? What was your what were your initial impressions? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he did fine. It, it aligned with what somebody told me last week that uh, the quote was, you know, Bob Bowlesby's one that kind of lets the dust settle. And this new guy's one that creates the dust, which I thought was a pretty good quote, you know, essentially meaning that I, the Big 12 is not going to just wait for everything to blow over and then pick apart what's remaining. It's going to be in attack mode and see what they can get. And he said all the right things. You know, one big quote that stood out to me, I think it was to one of the podcasts, I think it was the Baylor podcast of all things that he said, I know where the money is. So clearly, I mean, it, 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 for somebody, it's, you can say all that, you know, you got to do it. And the next six months will tell us a lot of where the big 12 is in the hierarchy. Things have kind of slowed down on the realignment front. I didn't expect any news to happen this week. You're still waiting and seeing from what happens to those PAC 12 schools. And hopefully that gets some clarity in the next couple of weeks or so. But I mean, I think clearly he's hit the ground running. Literally uh, they've, they've basically given him the power to go out there. Bulls be still hanging around a little bit, but uh, again, said all the right things, but actions will, will determine a lot more. Well, you probably should hit the brakes on the realignment thing since Gavin Newsom's all pissed off now about uh, UCLA leaving behind Cal and the, the Cal educational system. So I'm, I'm sure like, that that saber rattling will lead somewhere. What what donor is he trying to appease there in at Cal Berkeley? I mean, that's what you got to look at, right? Well, I imagine they've Somebody's got some pretty Gavin. big ones. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> They're not – UCLA and UC, USC are not going back to the Pac-12. Like no. that 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 train has that, left the station and they can, they can argue all they want. Those will be some fun road trips for them. I'm, I'm, I'm hope those guys at, at Bruin sports online are going to enjoy those flights that they don't think are very expensive. I'm sure they're not expensive from, <laughs> from LA to Piscataway, New Jersey, right, right. <laughs> to fly into Newark. Uh, Good no, luck but, in West Lafayette boys. Right. Uh, but that, yeah, getting a happy, uh, happy Valley. You got to fly into, philadelphia or something and drive three hours yeah uh no but i thought that one of the things that was interesting that the new commissioner said was just he talked so much about diversifying the revenue streams and things like that and it it like hammered at home that the big 12 and is not going to be run anymore like a you know a bunch of patchwork teams or anything like it's gonna be a business you know not that it hasn't been a business before but it's been a business in the sense of like old school college athletics i think kind of I feel like it's going to just be, we're going to be really aggressive in building this brand and really try and do a lot to, you know, look cool and hip, which is almost scarier because of the idea of trying to look cool and hip is like the least cool and hip thing you can possibly do. Yeah. Right. But I think there's an opportunity. And and again, I almost am glad that the big 12 can, they can be aggressive yet still react here. Meaning, the Big Ten will go first, and it seems like they're going to announce their TV deal in the next month. And it sounds like Amazon is actually talking to the Big Ten as part of that piece, which I'm curious what Stuart Mandel's reaction will be to that. But then the Pac-12 goes, and then the Big 12. And so depending on how this all works, so I think the Big 12 is in an advantageous situation in that it can either capitalize – if one of these conferences does not go the streaming route or goes with another streaming partner, you can leverage that and or 
it's there will be something, some inventory from the, the old traditional networks available, be that CBS, be that Fox, be that ESPN. And so I think you're going to be in a good spot to be aggressive. The ACC is stuck unless they do something else. The SEC is entirely with ESPN. And so really it just leaves the Big 12 as that one conference that can be different, can be interesting. And it sounds like everybody's on the same page. And so let's see what happens. But I, I think, you know, I think the Big 12, th- th- this week didn't change my mind at all. It sounds like, from what I've heard, Oregon and Washington are still hold the cards and they're waiting their turn to see what they get from the Pac-12. You've seen a lot now from the, the West Coast folks of, oh, let's just do a merger, mm-hmm. which means, which is optimistic to me, meaning that's kind of the last card they can play. You know, they're not, they're not talking about grabbing Oklahoma State and TCU anymore. They're like, okay, well, let's just let's throw all of our teams together, which is great because it means to me, and from what I've heard, that the Big 12 is in the, the position here to, to grab them rather than the other way around. Well, I was just going to say, I, I didn't know if you'd seen your friend Stewart's proposal with the I did. merging and the, yeah. the creating the four pods or with while adding San Diego State and SMU, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I just found it funny that after being told for how long that there's no value to these Big 12 schools, all of a sudden the Big 12 schools need to merge with the Pac-12 schools to keep the right. league alive. Like that just it it just is so stupid, man. It's it's so well, it, I, I know, and it's it is hilarious. And this got pointed out a little bit this week. And again, I'm I'm not trying to just be cynical here, but why all of a sudden does the national media want to protect a conference when last year at the time they're like, ha, Big 12's going away. And and now because it's the you know, the big names on the West coast, the Cal Berkeley's and the Stanford's and the Oregon's and the Washington. Oh, now let's protect the sanctity that is uh, college football. So like, where was this a year ago when the big 12 was going through the same thing? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, well, you the hear, nature of, of where we're at. And you hear these guys celebrate the nationalization of college football and like how you're cutting out the regionalization aspect of it exactly. and all these things. And it's like, and then you see people write puff pieces about, oh, well, call, what makes college football great is the fact that it's not that way. It's like, well, yep. you're the, you guys what are the one ones that have been pushing this forever, you know? And it's no different than the, it's no different than with the transfer rules where it went from, man, we got to have all of the, uh, all the freedom for the transfer rules, all the freedom for NIL and all these things. And then after they see a couple of the dominoes fall, they're like, man, I don't know if this is good. It's like, well, this is the thing that you wanted. This is what you wanted all along, and now you've got to be the ones that deal with it, I guess. You yep. know, and that's, that's unfortunate. Just generally drives people nuts about the media, honestly, but that's a, that's another topic for, that, that's larger than the CF podcast. But it, it is. I mean, it, it's frustrating because it's like, where were you a year ago during the same thing when we were we were saying almost to a T, and, and thankfully, thankfully, cooler heads have prevailed on the Big 12 sides. Everybody's stuck together, and I think the Big 12 will be okay, and whether they're the third quote-unquote third or whatever this looks like well we'll find out but i think the big 12 will be fine and you know just from a football perspective i think the big 12 is in really good shape and what really struck me from media day wasn't you know the, the realignment stuff got a little bit of play nothing really newsy but i thought iowa state wise matt campbell mm-hmm. was as optimistic before a season as i've ever heard of now this can mean two things. One, he's trying to rally a young team to get some confidence. Hey, I believe in you. You know, you guys can be just as good. Or two, he, it's legit. Like this, the depth in this program is pretty good. I mean, if you go back, he did he did a lot of good stuff with Williams and the and the guys from the Register and two four seven. But if you if people get a chance and subscribe to the SiriusXM, he talked to the uh, 
Big 12 radio people, uh, Ari Temkin. I don't know if you've Ari Temkin's actually guys. coming on Football and Random Things tomorrow. Quick little plug. Is he really? Uh, yeah, tell he him, is. Tell him he hello. Is. He's I my will. buddy. Love I that will. guy. Yeah. Uh, and Dave Archer, former Iowa State quarterback, and it was um, anyway, a couple other guys. And I've never heard, honestly, I've never heard Matt Campbell so optimistic and so just pumped up entering a season. Because normally it's like, well, you know, we got to just see how things are going to fit. But he was he was super tuned up, like, hey, look out, almost type of attitude. So, again, I don't know if he was trying to sell it for his guys or it's it's a truthful thing. From what I've heard behind the scenes, it's truthful. They're really pumped up. The Hunter Decker stuff is real. Uh, the secondary stuff is real. Mm-hmm. They're pumped up about these guys. They think Will McDonald's being super underappreciated nationally, and I agree. Uh, so there's a chip on the shoulder, plus there's some talent in the program. That is a very good combination to have. And I don't know what that means, win total. But uh, what struck me the most was Campbell's just stick to is, hey, don't sleep on us because we're not going away anytime soon. My only thing I think that I would caution people on is he, he seemed really bullish about the offensive line. And, like, I understand why anybody I, would be bullish. That struck me too, yeah. It just – I've heard too many times this is the most depth we've had on the offensive line and to I, see them – come out and no and not be bad by any means no like they've nope. been better than they have been in the past but it's like i and this would just be my one thing it's like man i'll believe that when i see it you know and that 100%. and i think that that's just probably the t- the approach that most people should take is you know you can tell us a lot of things and tell us about the talent and the things like that but we got to see it on the field too before you can really praise it you know what i mean yeah well and history tells us that so that's right the offensive line and then uh the slow starts like you got to get over both humps what does that mean? Simo won't tell you a whole lot, but, and, and Campbell got asked about it multiple times on media day down in Dallas is what about the Iowa game? Gave some good answers. He knows it's important. Everybody knows it's important. It won't dictate the outcome of the season, but it will tell us a lot about where Iowa State is at. I mean, Simo is, is not a great football program. I'm not concerned about that game at all in week one, but you get Iowa up next. It's a big time game. You haven't beat them yet. Everybody knows this. And I think that's a big game for the offensive line too. And they said it multiple times. <laughs> we talked about it all last year. I was playing five guards. Guess mm-hmm. who came out of media day, uh, Campbell and Downey and everybody else said, well, we were playing five guards. Mm-hmm. It's true. But can Tyler Miller and, and Remsburg be the difference? And we'll see the upside. I think is really good. I think Tyler Miller is potentially the best offensive lineman NFL prospect in the program, but can he, can he produce on game day when push comes to shove and, that is the big question. If I'm circling one position group, it's the offensive line, and then I'm also concerned about the linebacker position. And you hear good things about some of those young guys. Uh, the reader kid who transferred from Delaware is really good, but let's see the depth there. You get a Ryan Vance back as more of a run stopper, and he's going to play a lot of a lot of snaps. But let's see how it how it produces because you lost some really good players at that linebacker position that you just can't replace um, just with some young freshmen. It would be quite funny if the first Matt Campbell team to get off to a really strong, fast start was arguably his least experienced one since his first or second team. That's maybe it's maybe that's maybe the, it's third one, I guess. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. I mean, I think Decker Decker's is the type though, and we'll see. He played against Iowa names and did actually led him to a scoring drive, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He's got the attitude of like, I don't know what I don't know. Like, let's just go out and roll it out and see what happens. But they seem super optimistic about him. And it, it's not when you've been around this as long as you have and I have, you get a, you can get a feel of, well, we hope everything turns out okay. I got a lot of last basketball offseason. Well, if everything works out well, I mean, we might be okay. Yeah. But this seems like it seems different to me in football. This seems the Hunter Decker stuff 
seems more to me like when Purdy showed up originally and then also more like that when Brees Hall showed up and like, okay, this kid's got something. We'll see. We'll see what we're working with here. And the same type of thing is being said about Cartavius uh, Norton as well from, from all accounts. Yeah, it no should be a lot. Young, it but. it should be a lot of fun. I think just to to get to learn more about this team. Um, and it Decker's. And I don't want this to sound bad. The quarterback situation feels a lot like a situation that could either end up in him coming out and playing unbelievably well, or being in a it just being too big for him. Like, and it feels like it, it's going to be one or the other, you know. And hopefully, it'll be the positive one. I don't know. Well, I just get I that think, feeling, you yeah. know. Well, because it's That's not with time. him. Yeah, it's a big, big responsibility. But it's not a physical problem with him at all. No, big kid throws it, make every throw. So then it just comes down to where Purdy was off the charts. Good was his intangibles, his leadership, his you know I'm going to be the stay the same the whole way. Now he made some big mistakes in his career. Everybody knows that, but he always bounced back and, and did fine. So I think that's the question for Deckers: is can you lead? Can you be that guy under center with all the pressure on you? Uh, I think he can. I mean, it just seems like he's built for to, to do great things at Iowa State, and I'm excited to to watch him under center and see a left-hander under center as well. I look forward to the aspect of the grip it and rip it that I think that he's going to bring to the <laughs> to the table. And I, like Brock, especially as he got older, just I thought overthought some things sometimes, you know, and that led to I, some I agree. Yeah. Yep, just- I totally agree. And I don't know if that was him, was it the game plan, or was it just a fact of they didn't want to get him hurt? Yeah. Because if you think about where he was, especially his junior year, 2020, the backup quarterback was Deckers, who was a true freshman. Like You, yeah. you did not want to get Brock Purdy hurt. So they were kind of really limited on what they wanted him to do, plus some limitations with the arm strength, where that doesn't seem to be a problem with Deckers because a couple of guys are ready. I mean, the Cook kid, who's the walk-on, is, is a nice backup. And then Rocco, right behind him, is, is right there, too. That that would be okay. So and, that, and Plus, Deckers is bigger. Deckers will be able to run a little bit easier than Brock can and, and take some punishment. All right. We would be remiss if we did not uh, talk about the last latest uh, developments in your new podcast beef that you and Williams decided to start last week. But first uh, I want to talk about our friends, Hope Wood. Uh, you can learn more about her and her will in a day uh, at hopewoodjd.com. You can click right in the top corner and schedule an appointment and find all about the, all about the will and day process, how you can protect your assets in case anything happens to you in case you get buried like Brent, uh, Brent Bloom did on Twitter <laughs> on Friday at four 30 in the afternoon. Uh, just when engagement is at its highest, uh, yeah. by the job. Yeah. So, uh, make sure to, to call or, uh, check out hopewood at hope, hopewoodjd.com. Uh, yeah, uh, that came through about four o'clock on uh, on Saturday. The first tweet was, uh, yeah, on Friday, on Friday, Friday. Yeah, uh, the yeah. the first tweet said, uh, "Here, I'm trying to trying to find it." Is our they guy were, Cole? Is our guy Cole Manbeck from yeah. Kansas City Sports Online or whatever they're called? Right? Yeah, the Kansas City Podcast Network or yeah. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, he he quoted you guys. It said, "Quote: Iowa State in the last eight years has had way more success than Kansas State. It is a fact." Uh, and then he, I did say that. That's I did say that. He for, uh, for record fact checked you and said Iowa State football the past eight years forty seven and fifty three three and five versus Kansas State. K State football the last eight years fifty seven and forty three. Uh, how, how do you respond after getting burnt so thoroughly? I'm, I'm glad that Hopewood is not handling my estate after that, um, catastrophe. I will say this though, 
he's right. Can I'm a numbers guy, and Cole Manbeck delivered the numbers. But let's take a deeper look, Stans. Do you recall a couple of those games, right, in the yeah. K-State-Iowa State Series? Uh, uh, 2015 was the Paul Rhodes kneel-down game. Okay, was, we all know that should have been that. That was a that was that game should be different. Yeah, and then and then and then our our friend uh, Reggie Smith, the official, in a picked up flags game down in Manhattan, 2017. We all realized that game should have been a little bit different as well. Okay, just flip those two. Clearly, Al Mazar was interfered with. Yes. Game's over, and yes. and that quickly that goes to five and three. Am I yeah. am I right? So my math yeah, okay there. It, and it was still only a couple games spread too on the overall record. So it's like, it's right. not like yeah, we're not, they buried Iowa state, but I no. it, that, and that's where he is stating a fact that that's a fact. Kansas state had a better record they, than Iowa state. Yep. Over the last eight years. And maybe I should have said the word relevant. I mean, beating Iowa state from 13 to 16, not relevant. That didn't really get you much. We mm-hmm. all know that we know like, this is the great thing about United state fan. This is why I love being a cyclist is you can't like out history us for negativity. Like we know, right. We know our history sucks. Like you can't, you can't give me something from, from 20 years ago and make me feel bad about it because I don't like, I just don't feel bad about it. And so when I look at recent history, who would you rather be right now? Cole, would you rather be Chris Kleiman or Matt Campbell's program? I think it's a pretty simple answer. I mean, one of them has won a BCS bowl game in the last couple of years. One of them has been in the college football playoff rankings. Other, I can't get over the I can't get I over the know. Kansas State love right now, man. I, I was listening to Andre Ware on the TV uh, broadcast of the of Big Twelve yeah, Media Days, dude. Him and uh, Dusty Dvorak, they love Kansas State, and I was like, isn't this the same guy that uh, eight months ago people wanted him fired? Like, I feel I, like after they I lost to Iowa State, there were people saying. Well, you know, this isn't any different than the Ron Prince era with all these numbers and all this stuff. And now all of a sudden, Kansas State's like a dark horse Big 12 conference championship contender. I well, don't know. I mean, you beat a you beat an LSU team with 40 scholarship players available and, and things turn around. So I guess that's it's no different than at. beating Kansas in like 2012. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. OK, so I do Fawns should yes. be. Yes. All Big 12. Uzoma is a great defensive end. The secondary is pretty good for them. They return a bunch on the offensive line. I like, I see these things. Uh, the, the Knowles kids, a great special teams player. Like they have some strengths. I don't know what the depth is at K state. Supposedly they've recruited. Okay. I will never buy an Adrian Martinez. Being I was a, just going to say man. champion. Like you, you know, say. you're, you're, you, you follow Nebraska. Well, I will never, I'll not buy into that, but Hey, prove me wrong. And the thing with K state's record over the years it's like how many times have they played anybody out of conference that has right. that has meant anything? I mean, I mean, they beat Stanford last year, which is congratulations. But it's like, I don't know. I, I I'm not looking at overall record here because Iowa State has to play Iowa every non-conference, and, and K State gets, you know, South Dakota. I think they even lost to them a couple of years ago. I spent four years of my life. My family spent four years of their lives putting their hopes into the hands of Adrian Martinez. And I'm just going <laughs> to tell Kansas state fans right now, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a, it's a recipe for uh, some really bad Saturday I, nights. Yeah. When did he become like, I don't, I don't, Hey, maybe he's figured it out in the three months in Manhattan, but I don't, I, Hey I don't man, I mean, but the thing is every single year when he was in Lincoln, it would be the same thing that this mm-hmm. was the same mm-hmm. conversation that was being had. And I don't know, like, yep. I will say 
Nebraska's offensive line was horrendous last year for him to yeah, have any level of protection. Yeah. If you yeah. have any level of protection should make for a considerable improvement, but man, I'm not, I, I just, I'm not buying that the, one. The score in the last few years was in fact, 78 to 20. It was, I would say it has won now three of four against K state Brock Purdy, who they, they, they assailed, they denigrated in Manhattan went three and one against Skylar Thompson and the Wildcats. So, I mean, let's, let's see where the game goes this year. It's a big game. It's a big game for both. Farmageddon's a big deal. I'm glad. I had a K-State fan. Are you found it? A K-State fan is now claiming the Herky Iowa logo to try and get back at Iowa State, which, which made me so happy. That's a next somehow, level of anger. Somehow I have unified the Hawkeye and the Wildcat fan base, and I've never felt such like an influencer in my life. I'm basically a Kardashian at this point. You are basically a Kardashian where you're just hated by, <laughs> by everybody. Everybody for and no, yeah, nobody yeah. really knows like why they hate you, but they just <laughs> they, know. But they do. Yeah. They see that guy come up and they're like, oh, yeah, that they're guy. Ah, this guy. And oh, I'm a nice man. person. If you get, get to know me, you are a nice person. There's also Thank lots you. of nice people at the the Killiper Corp. Uh, Absolutely, one hundred. They, they can do all kinds of great things for you. Uh, Williams talked last week about the. Uh, the sleeves that go on product packaging. And I was like, man, what is this guy talking about? Where'd he pull that from? And I can see it right now, right here on the, on the front of their website, killerpercorp.com. If you're in need of stretch sleeves for your packaging, they're exactly who you need to go to, or they, I'm sure they've got uh, some great career opportunities as well. That, that's the killer per corp up in, uh, up in names. You can learn more about them I, at killerpercorp.com. I would love to love to work for my guy, Tom Killerper. Great guy. Awesome guy. Man, you always want to work with Billy Fenley. You always want to work with awesome people. Uh, just it's unfortunate I work with Chris Williams every day. Sometimes. Well, I wasn't going to mention it. You kind of brought that upon yourself, pal. Yeah, it's okay. You even okay. you even internet fanatic. Like you knew what you were getting into, and you still what is this six years now? Man, this is a full time work. Yeah, six yeah. years. Uh, nine That's crazy. Years. Yeah, nine years uh, next month since I started. So as when the you intern. when you okay? So so when you turn the big three zero. Uh, in August of 2024. 20, uh, so two years, man. I turned 28 okay. in two weeks. It's coming. It's coming. I know. Pretty dude. soon, you know, ran, the hangovers get worse, uh, random back pain, and not great. I've already got not all great. those things, and I don't have like any of the other <laughs> benefits of getting old. You know, I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. I don't have anything. I just get to be, to start feeling old with nothing to show well, for it. So, you're, as a listener to the podcast, you know that once you get kids, you'll get all the random illnesses. So yeah. hold off as long as you can. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to getting hand, foot and mouth or scarlet <laughs> fever or all of the things yeah. that William says. <laughs> You're right. All right. You got anything else that you want to touch on before, uh, before we go? No, I'm just pumped up Uh road tour, Omaha, Clarinda coming up in what? Nine days, 10 days. So yep. let's get after it. Yep. The 28th and Clarinda 27th and Omaha is, uh, is all sold out, but then the 28th and Clarinda is going to be awesome, dude. I'm so excited for that to go back and do that for the community. And, just be around my people, man. This is going to be, this is me and my element, Bloom. I, I don't know if I can be held accountable for any of the decisions I make after, after like 10 PM in Clarinda. I'll just be honest. Are you, are you and Williams going to get the key to the, does Clarinda give out keys to the town, get keys to the city? Cause let's do it. Let's do it we, right there. We should. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, you look at what me and Chris have done and then what Dan winners did. I mean, <laughs> for a town that doesn't that has a newspaper that's run out of Shenandoah and no radio or anything like that, we've got a it's a media hotspot. 
you know i'm just i mean it's the 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 production the skills the dynasty of the clorinda media program one of you guys should probably name it at this point i don't know yeah we 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 probably should when they start a new a newspaper they'll have us as the advisors and that'll go really well (laughs) there you go yeah the the board stansbury on the board no i think it's gonna be this will be a i think a quiet week all things considered uh but by the way so one little one little note Women's basketball season tickets are on sale now. I was in the uh, Suka basketball complex this week with a couple of conversations, and I stopped by the women's practice. Whoa. I'll just say that. Like, this team is legit. If you're on the fence, they got a bunch of promotions this week. Go buy season tickets. Uh, the new big they got from California mm-hmm. – what you're six seven, Jared? Yeah. Well, I saw her like, in the. I went to the Sukup last week, and I saw her, and yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, yep, yeah." She, she's yeah. legit. She's like, right this, there. Yeah. Like, this is no. This is no like I would list myself at like five nine, and I mm-hmm. feel really good about it. No, no, no. She's a legit six 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 seven, and she's big time, big yeah. time talent. I, I can't. I mean, this team. If you start thinking about okay, who who are Iowa State teams that can legitimately compete for a Final Four? I think this this is the best basketball program that could do this, I think, since that Pfizer-Tinsley era. Or, you know, maybe Niang in, in the broken foot situation, but we're not going to bring that up and spoil the party here. But, no, I, so jump on board. Well worth the entertainment. Very reasonable, and uh, they deserve the support. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Chris will be back. Uh, we hope everybody enjoys their week, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.